The Bible Study Podcast, episode 575. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 2 Kings 11. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As we left our story, we had the best king we were going to get in the king of Israel, King Jehu, who manages to get rid of the worship of Baal, which has been one of the things that has been plaguing the country, but he doesn't get rid of the idols that they had put up so that people wouldn't go to Jerusalem. We continue on with Second Kings 11. When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she proceeded to destroy the whole royal family. But Jehosheba, the daughter of King Jehoram, the sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the royal princes who were about to be murdered. She put him and his nurse in a bedroom to hide him from Athaliah, so he was not killed. He remained hidden with his nurse at the temple of the Lord for six years, while Athaliah ruled the land. In the seventh year, Jehoiada sent for the commanders of the units of a hundred, the Keratites and the guards, and had them brought to him at the temple of the Lord. He made a covenant with them and put them under oath at the temple of the Lord. He then showed them the king's son. He commanded them, saying, This is what you are to do. You who are in three companies that are going on duty on the Sabbath, a third of you guarding the royal palace, a third at the Sir Gate, and a third at the gate beyond the guard, who takes turns guarding the temple. And you who are in the other two companies that normally go off Sabbath duty are all to guard the temple for the king. Station yourselves around the king, each of you with a weapon in hand. Anyone who approaches your ranks is to be put to death. Stay close to the king wherever he goes. The commanders of units of a hundred did just as Jehoiada the priest ordered. Each one took his men, those who were going on duty on the Sabbath and those who were going off duty, and came to Jehoiada the priest. He then gave the commanders the spears and the shields that belonged to King David that were in the temple of the Lord. The guards, each with weapon in hand, stationed themselves around the king near the altar and the temple from the south side to the north side of the temple. Jehoiada put out the king's son and put the crown on him. He presented him with a copy of the covenant and proclaimed him king. They anointed him, and the people clapped their hands and shouted, Long live the king. When Athaliah heard the noise made by the guards and the people, she went to the people at the temple of the Lord. She looked, and there was the king standing by the pillar as the custom was. The officers and the trumpeters were beside the king, and all the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. Then Athaliah tore her robes and cried out, Treason, treason. Jehoiada the priest ordered the commanders of a hundred who were in charge of the troops, bring her out between the ranks and put to the sword anyone who follows her. For the priest had said she must not be put to death in the temple of the Lord. So they seized her, and as she reached the place where the horses enter the palace grounds, and there she was put to death. Jehoiada then made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people that they would be the Lord's people. He also made a covenant between the king and the people. All the people of the land went to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They smashed the altars and idols to pieces and killed Matan, the priest of Baal, in front of the altars. Then Jehoiada, the priest, posted guards at the temple of the Lord. He took with them the commanders of the hundreds, the Keratites, 
the guards, and all the people of the land. And together they brought the king down from the temple of the Lord and went into the palace, entering by way of the gate of the guards. The king then took his place on the royal throne. All the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was calm, because Athaliah had been slain with the sword at the palace. Joash was seven years old when he began to reign. So I said that what happened last chapter was that Israel was cleansed of the Baal worship, but not Judah. Judah, of course, is a separate country. And so what happens is Athaliah sees that her son, the king, dies. And so she destroys or tries to destroy all the other members of the royal family, but misses one son who is hidden by the priests and raised for some period of time in the seventh year of Jehoiada. So he's raised until the age of seven, we also hear, and is raised in the temple. And then at that time, the priest calls together the leaders of the army and says, basically, we're going to have a coup and we're going to throw out Athaliah. Now, why didn't he do that originally? Why wait seven years? Now, one thing might be that you're waiting until the king is old enough, but seven is hardly old enough to rule. So seven is old enough that you're not going to die in infancy. But maybe he's waiting for her to really be a bad queen. Because you'll notice how popular this uprising becomes, not just with the commanders, but with the whole people. Right? Jehoiada goes and says, you're in groups of three, you commanders of hundreds. So the people who are commanding basically a hundred different men, so that the officers, he says, you normally come in shifts of three. I want all three shifts here. I want you with a weapon in your hand. He arms them with the spear that comes from King David, which is somewhat ceremonial, but also maybe it's just because they normally would have left their spears in the guardhouse when they were not on duty. And so he arms them. And he says, kill anybody who, you know, you're here to protect the king, basically. Kill anybody who comes close. No one does. The only person who is put to death is Athaliah because nobody else is challenging them. When she comes and sees this treason, she sees the the priest, and then this is the priest of God, instead of the priests of Baal. There's more than one priest going on here, more than one God being worshipped. But she sees the people, the priests, the officers, everybody else that doesn't say that anybody's on her side. So I wonder, does he wait until people see who she is? Because one of the things that we'll find with a leader is that over time, their character will be revealed. And so I have to assume here with Athaliah, if after seven years, they don't like her leadership, it's because they've come to decide who she is, what kind of leadership she brings. And they decide they'd rather be ruled by a seven-year-old boy, which means they really won't be ruled by him yet, They're going to be ruled by some sort of regents, probably Jehoiada. The priest is going to have a say in that. But they'd rather have this seven-year-old boy than Athaliah. And that tells you a lot about her that is not mentioned here in 2 Kings. All we get is her bloodthirstiness here where she destroys the whole royal family. She's after power. And so she gets power, she has it for seven years, and she can't hold on to it. She can't hold on to it probably because of her character and how she does as a leader. And so they put her to death. They take back the kingdom for the rightful heir. 
And then the very first thing they do is they tear down the temples of Baal, these false temples that apparently have been built either in this time period or at some time between now and the last time we had a good king. And they then take this seven-year-old child and he begins to reign. And that's the only story we have for this particular chapter. So we're going to come back next week and we'll proceed with the story of the kings of Israel and Judah. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcasts. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.